Welcome to Get Up in the Cool, old-time music with Cameron DeWitt and friends. This week's friend is Kathleen Parks. We recorded this last month over Skype, and I recorded my musical parts afterwards. Shout out to John Klein and Chris, last name withheld, Get Up in the Cool's newest Patreon supporters. Thanks for funding the show. It takes a lot of time and energy and money to make Get Up in the Cool, so your support means quite a bit to me. To anyone else listening who wants to make sure Get Up in the Cool can continue recording and posting every week, please chip in a little per episode at patreon.com slash getupinthecool, which is linked in the show notes for this episode. And if you're unable to do that, please tell someone you know about Get Up in the Cool if you think they'd enjoy it. Stick around afterwards, and I'll tell you how to keep up with Kathleen Parks. First, here's our interview and jam. Enjoy. Good ending. <laughs> you should end every tune like that. <laughs> so good. Yeah, I definitely like to scoop them. Scoop them yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> scoop them up. <laughs> Kathleen Parks, welcome to Get Up in the Cool. Thank you. This is such a joy and a pleasure to be here. Yeah, sorry we have to do this remotely. Uh, I promise to offer uh, an in-person one next time we're allowed to be in the same area <laughs> oh, without yeah. masks I'll, and et cetera. Yeah. I will definitely take you up on that. Great. Because that would be a lot of fun. Plus, then we can hug. Yeah. If you like that. <laughs> I do. I am a hugger. What was that tune? That was a tune called Willow Creek. And it's by 
uh, Ralph. Wait. It's Ralph. by Ralph. Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> I don't know how to say his last name. I can't tell if it's Ralph Whited or Ralph Witted. It just has one oh. T, so I'm confused. But he's from Alabama. Or he oh, great. He was from Alabama? I think he was. Yeah. But if he's still alive and well, good for him. <laughs> Playing in the spirit, for the spirit of Ralph Whited. <laughs> That's a lovely sentiment. I hope he is alive and well. I have no idea. I've never heard no of him. no idea either. Uh, that tune's so cool. Um, I, I had sort of assumed the first time that you played it that you were just ornamenting. And then you kept playing that like... Like those like little blues notes, and I was like, "All oh, right, yeah. that's like written in the tune. That's so cool." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I learned this version from Brittany Haas, mm. so it's probably because of her that it was so bluesy in a way. Thanks, Brittany. <laughs> she like really digs in, um, which is awesome. So that's kind of how I play it every single time. <laughs> Kathleen, when did you start playing this? instrument whether that's violin or fiddling did what you what did you start with well i started with the violin at five um, are you a suzuki kid yes i'm suzuki a classic case a classic case <laughs> of suzuki children all over the world um Mus- musical parents yeah my dad was a professional trumpet player okay. and kind of um he headed the jazz nights at West Point. Mm. Um, and when I was... Actually, right before I was born, he retired. And he actually toured most of the time up until maybe I was like 21 with a polka band. <laughs> oh, awesome. That's so yeah, great. Yeah, it was, it was really, really fun. I grew up going to tons of polka festivals and eventually when i was a teenager sitting in with the band because they had a fiddle player and so that was kind of my i guess like my intro to like some bluegrass but like not really because that was was polkified that was the (laughs) the that was the folk music that you were first introduced to is polka Yeah. yeah 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 as as like a little kid why, um, why polka? Why was your dad into polka? Was it just a gig, or did he have some sort of like ethnic connection to it, or how did he get into you, that? You know, we're we're not technically Polish, but his cousin, who was the band leader, his name is Jimmy Stir. You can still find them; they're still touring. Um, but yeah, the Jimmy Stir Orchestra is the name mm. of the band, and um, he. He actually started as a band leader when he was, like, 13. Wow. And he, like, I don't know. He just loved polka music. It was, like, a really thriving scene, like, in the 50s. And, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> so I guess my that kind of tracks. Yeah, and, I mean, they're, they're really into the horns. So, yeah. so my dad was, like, the lead trumpet there. <laughs> Which was Can, awesome. Has it has it uh has that worked its way into your playing at all? Like sitting in on like the polka band and as a as a teenager and 
I guess so. I mean, that might be the reason why I like bluegrass. I mean, they're, mm. they have a lot of similar feels. I mean, you have the the classic polka, which is basically like a fast, raging, kind of like fiddle tune in a way, which is why I guess they had fiddle um, sure. in their band, because sometimes they would play these fiddle tunes like Fire on the Mountain and uh, let's see. You know, eventually they, they would play uh, like Orange Blossom Special, like so the yeah. classics. You know, and uh, yeah, so that was like my introduction to any sort of Americana bluegrass where the other side of my family was extremely Irish and I actually went from Suzuki to Irish fiddle. So, okay. So the polka music was kind of like always there and always like not in the background because I would go with my dad to gigs and like see him play and go to these really cool festivals. But then the other half was, I was Irish step dancing and learning Irish music. And I, you're a, you're a step dance kid. Yep. Did you go to contests and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I went to a bunch of feshes. That's what they call those like local competitions that you travel to. (laughs) What are they called? they're called feshes. It's F E I S, and then I guess apostrophe S. It's a Gaelic word. Um, okay. For contest, I think. Yeah. Watch somebody write into the show. They'll be like, "That's not what he means." <laughs> Where'd you come from? Where'd your family come from? And I'll be like, "I'm so sorry." It's gatekeepers. <laughs> it's Irish gatekeepers. <laughs> exactly. So it sounds like you were doing a lot of extra activities as a young child. Were you made to do these things or were you volunteering to do these things? How I'm always interested in um, the power dynamics around uh, uh, forcing creativity in kids because uh, uh, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes the kid wants to do it. Sometimes they don't want to, but they're grateful later. What's mm-hmm. Where do you fall in, in there? That's such a great question. Um, well, yes, I was made to do these things. <laughs> so I was, my mom was, um, well, I, I'll start with the Suzuki. So I, so I had an interest in the violin because I saw my brother in elementary school playing the cello. And mm. I was very little and I said, ooh, like, that seems fun. It's like, it sounds so like joyful and pretty. And, um, so yeah, I started on the Suzuki lessons and the violin is such a ridiculous instrument to start to learn. I mean, there are more ridiculous instruments (laughs) that are way harder to learn. And I mean, ridiculous as in hard, (laughs) (laughs) not that uh, any other instrument is just like, Oh, it's not it's not as good. It's not. It's not, that's not. That's not what I mean at all. But um, but yeah, for like a little kid to find joy in playing yeah. scales and sounding terrible, that's really hard to do. And you know, like over time, you learn. Like okay, well, I was able to learn that, and before I didn't have that ability. So even though it it sounds bad and I'm little and I don't realize how bad it sounds, but my (laughs) parents are being really nice. (laughs) And I know I don't sound like the lady on the TV. Yeah. It's hard to like keep going when you're little like that and you get frustrated. And for me, actually 
practicing was always a nightmare because I don't know. I guess I would just get so stressed that I would start. I wouldn't be able to finish the piece. I would just start scratching myself. And my mom would be like, what is wrong with you? Why can't you just finish the piece? And I'm like, I'm so itchy right now. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I know that sounds so weird, but that's just because like my brain just didn't want to practice. I think that was no, more I like mean, a reaction. <laughs> my, my son is about to turn six. He's been playing violin for the past almost two years. Um, um, and doing doing Suzuki and I totally see him do that. He'll be like just in the middle of a song just be like, "All right, I have to scratch my entire body now." Just because it's like the this having to stay put, having to like think about something else and then it it amplifies everything that's not the violin and it's like everything becomes more important. Yes, that's exactly what I was trying to say, but you just totally cleared it up and said it in a much more concise way. Well, it's super fresh for me because I have to deal with it every single day. Yeah, so my mom and my dad had to deal with that. And my dad, the, who was the musician, didn't push me. My mom did push mm, me. Mm. My dad was very much, well, he was also a music teacher. So he was yeah. like, yeah, we, I mean, we can't push them. They have to want to play. And I'm like, right. But my thank goodness for my mom, because I was a very lazy kid. Mm. Like, just like, you know, you're not going to practice if you could do something more fun that's less stressful <laughs> as a did kid. You, did you like music when it was played by people who knew what they were doing? And maybe not by, like, you in the moment when you're, like, doing your pepperoni pizzas or whatever <laughs> mnemonic yes. device you had for your rhythms? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved music. I mean, I was I was singing all the time. So I think, like, maybe if they had gotten me voice lessons, like, that also... I probably would have practiced that. You know what I mean? Maybe. Because I had a natural desire. Because I could already do it a little bit, you know? And uh, I could just copy what the person was doing on the radio, maybe... You know, yeah. to my five-year-old ability. <laughs> yeah. It's one um, of the first things you learn how to how to do is to mimic with your voice. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But I'm really glad that my parents, like, had me stick with the violin and mm. did push me. Because then when I was a teenager and I got into Celtic music, and mm. the reason why I was able to to get into it was because I was hearing all of those tunes in Irish yeah. step class. So I knew them because every week I would go to class and they would play the same CD. So I like yeah. knew all these tunes and the melody, like the medleys and like what tune they go into. And so when I started learning Celtic music, I was like, oh man, now this is something I think I can do because I just was more of a by ear player. Mm. Um, and yeah. <laughs> Let's play another tune, and uh, I have more questions about how you got made your way to bluegrass. Sure. Um, let's see. All right, I was going to do a song, if that's all right. Oh, great. Yes, I meant tune slash song. <laughs> Excuse oh, me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Although, that's okay. <laughs> Sing You're us a song, it. please. Um, you should definitely take a solo on this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sweet. So this is a song I wrote 
um, a few years ago, and it's called Other Than Yourself, and I'll actually be releasing it as a single fairly soon in the next month or two, so. Oh, great. Hopefully that'll come out real soon, (laughs) but I'm planning on it. All right, here we go. Walked on her way home from work She was questioned by a man Who didn't mean to lurk He said, pardon me ma'am But I'm down on my luck You see, it wasn't till an accident That I used a truck Well, I not filled your stomach For she was worn out and tired And I just spent ten hours Standing on her feet She didn't have much to spend But she gave a little thought And said, how about a little bite to eat? What's one thing we can do to be better than the day before? To lend out a helping hand to someone All the thing yourself, all the thing yourself It ain't hard and we can help you forge you Stop to this and by the time they landed After a night's worth of time 
was greeted by peacemaking picket signs I said that's one thing we can do to be better than the day before To lend out a helping hand to someone other than yourself Other than yourself, very hard We can help people rejuvenate I'm just so used to um, feeling incredibly uh, cynical about people in general right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, because because there, there are so many people in so many profound ways being so profoundly uh, selfish in our culture. And um, I really appreciate you just sort of gently nudging and suggesting and <laughs> and. <laughs> displaying that idea of, you know, being, uh, thinking about other people as just like this, like, oh yeah, it's just this like pleasant, easy, fulfilling thing that you can do. What a Aww. nice idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'm glad it made you feel that way. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, it was a bit, uh, a balm. So thank you. <laughs> oh, good. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, these are, these are some weird times. These are weird people times. Oh, God. <laughs> yes. People are uh, just really terrible right now. And we just gotta keep our heads held high. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, uh, when you said you're going to release this as a, as a single, did you mean that you're releasing it under Kathleen Parks or uh, Twisted Pine, your band? Um, actually, I'm going to release it under Kathleen Parks. Very cool. <laughs> Do you have any solo albums, or will this be sort of a debut, like, Kathleen joint? Yeah, this will be a brand new thing. Uh, it's mostly because, I mean, now I'm not with my bandmates at all. Um, sure. <laughs> it's a great I'm time to do this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, I'm actually working with my fiance, he actually recorded it recently. We just got to finish it up. Um, he has a studio out in Mystic, Connecticut called Bearded mm. Cat Studio. And we actually have a duo called Cat and Brad. So it'll cool. be like the third project. <laughs> Great. Yeah, so that'll, that'll be fun to get out. And also I think that song is... I mean, I've had that song for maybe like two or three years now. So yeah. it's been kind of appropriate for a while. Yeah. <laughs> the message. No, that tracks the timeline wise. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when you'd be, uh, about the time you'd be inspired to write something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I figured I better get it out and, you know, help, help promote some peace and, you know, tranquility and just remembering there are 
other good people out there that could use a helping hand. And even if we can't do that mm. in person, uh, we have all these ways that we can do that through technology or through our local food bank or like donating to our homeless shelter or, you know, I mean, the holidays are coming up. People need some winter coats. That's an idea. I actually just went through my closet and found a couple that I'm going to be giving uh, away. So good. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Thanks for doing that. Oh yeah. Sorry. I don't don't know why I even said that on the hair. (laughs) No, I, I was just trying to give some examples of like, sure. In case people are like, well, I don't know what to do. (laughs) I think people, I think people should toot their own horn about generosity because then it gives people an example of how it's like, oh yeah, I have some coats that I'm not using. So that's a really easy, easy first step. That's great. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you're like, well, I've obviously have a hoarding problem. Maybe I should give some things away. <laughs> That's more what it's about. It's not like uh, I'm like currently buying a bunch of stuff in this economy. It's just I'm a hoarder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that song musically, I didn't, I didn't notice obvious polka influences or bluegrass or Irish step dancing or um, Celtic music, and I'm wondering when did. <laughs> When did that sort of musical vocabulary enter into in, into your into your playing oh, and writing? Yeah, you know what? I didn't really time that song well with what we were talking about. <laughs> I'm, tra- I'm trying to build a narrative here, Kathleen. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just like made my little set list, and I'm like, okay, time to play this one. Like, not at all relevant to what we're talking about. <laughs> Um, no, let's hop around. I don't care. It's a podcast. It's not, uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's this all is off true. the cuff. It's not fresh air. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> um, well, okay, so, yeah, I guess that song definitely, I'm sure you can hear some Aoife O'Donovan and, like, Sarah Jarose and yeah. Sarah Watkins influence. Um, they've been some heroes of mine. Ooh. Mm. Sorry, that was loud. Let me say that again. They've been some heroes of mine over the years. So I guess when I wrote that song at the time, I was listening to a lot of their music and a lot of I'm With Her. And um, yeah, I kind of like how I'm With Her really tells it like it is as yeah. a band. Their their lyrics. And I guess that one, that, that song's a little bit more forward in what it's trying to say. And it's not. Uh, subtle where some of my other songs that I've written over the time a lot of people are like what's that song about which is great because I like people having many interpretations about a song like I have many interpretations about other people's song and sometimes I'm like dead wrong and that's great because that's just like (laughs) humans are creative (laughs) so but yeah but yeah I like I like that about some of their writings um they can be very direct. So that that's kind of like the idea of what I was trying to do with the writing in that song. Well, that's great because, yeah, music has different purposes and different functions. I like to think about like, you know, a song like that that's sort of inst- 
instructing people how to be like it, it's almost like a, I don't know like a sea shanty or other kind of work songs that are like they're they're keeping they're keeping time they're 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 getting people on the same page you know and mm. it's 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 like it's like a craft it has a function mm. um, and not not all not all songs have to be like hmm you know just sort of like contemplative and like to make you think some of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think this is a, a, a great time for um people to be making art like that with a clear purpose. Yeah. And it's funny because now is a time where it's really difficult to make art with a purpose. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Sure. Like at least that has been my experience in all of this. It's been like but I mean, I'm sure that's a lot of people's experience and not even just in art, just like everybody. Like, what is the point of all this if we're all just going to hate each other? <laughs> <laughs> uh, when did you when did you start playing bluegrass outside of the polka band? Like when did you break break free from the polka band and start like entering into the actual like um, other trad music communities? Um, so uh, I'm trying to think. So yeah, so the Celtic music, uh, my Celtic music studies, I guess I would say, um, mm. they were when I was in. They like I really got into it when I was a teenager because mm. then I started to meet other musicians that were my age that were really into it and like the whole thing was like oh have you heard this tune and you like sit down they play it and they just like play it a bunch of times and then they call a new key and then everybody goes into that key and that tune and I don't know I thought there was something like really fun and it was the closest I was going to get to partying with my parents mm. <laughs> by my side <laughs> sure sure <laughs> That makes sense. Um, so, yeah, it was really fun. It was like a very, it became pretty social for me. And um, and I just loved the tunes and I loved being able to play fast. And I don't know. It was really fun. And it was, I loved not having to read notation. Um, so that was also, <laughs> also a plus. <laughs> yeah, uh, for sure. So when, so that was your introduction into Celtic music. Oh yeah. Sorry. I, yeah. When, when did blue, when did bluegrass enter your paradigm in a, in a communal way? Yeah. What it, that wasn't until I, um, studied at Berkeley college of music in Boston. Um, that was actually my real introduction to Americana music and bluegrass in particular. And, that was the first time I met Dan, Dan Bowie, my uh, bandmate. I met him in January of 2013 at a friend's house, and he was playing mandolin. And I remember we the only tune that we both knew was St. Anne's Real. Mm -hmm. And we just played it a bunch of times. And at the time, I sounded really Irish, like a real uh -huh. Irish player. And he was like, you know, he was playing bluegrass mandolin. And I, my mind was blown at like how different we both sounded together, but it 
you know, it worked, but I was like, wow, I am a very straight player. Mm. Like, I, I mean, I, I, you know, there's some swing in Celtic music, like, because you definitely have to have it in order to keep the beat and to keep the feel for people to dance to it. Sure. Um, But that being said, I was not able to just go off off of the tune and play variations that I hadn't yet played, if that makes sense. Yeah, uh, that, make, that makes sense. <laughs> so it was kind of like my introduction to improvisation. And I was like, okay, so I guess I can learn improv, this bluegrass improv, if I just learn these tunes. And then I just make up whatever I want over the same chords. I think I could do that. <laughs> and that began my studies in bluegrass and Americana fiddle music. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, yeah. Do you have any thing in that, in that vein to, that you could play next? Ooh. Yeah. Um, let's see. So we have two choices. I will let you pick. Or okay, we great. could have we can have another choice that I didn't have on here. Um I've got Spider Shoe by Nate Leith and and then I was gonna play um a fiddle tune that I wrote uh called Seven Fifty to Denmark. Oh great. I mean uh am I <laughs> Am I choosing between these two and then they're not going to be, uh, one of them is not going to make it on or it's just the one that you'll do first? Oh, it's the one I'll do first. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's, let's hear your original then. Okay, cool. <laughs> Wait, should I tell you about how, why I came up with the name? Yeah. <laughs> I never know I if I should be telling would. these stories. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, <laughs> So I was actually in Toronto um, last summer, and I right before a tour, I was actually, this references to Dan Bowie again, because I was sitting outside of his house, and I was waiting for him to bring his tour stuff down, and we were going to load the van, but it was taking a lot longer than I thought it was going to, so I just like took out my fiddle, because I don't know. Why not? <laughs> I was going to be sitting in the car for like seven hours. So I was like, yeah, I'll just take it out while I can. So, um, so yeah, I took it out and I started playing. I just started playing this tune and it's an E flat. And I was like, okay, E flat. I don't think a lot of fiddle players are going to be too happy with me about that. But, <laughs> but there it was. And then when I was in Toronto, um, a friend of of Ann Fung, he was telling me that he had gotten so many frequent flyer points that he flew from Toronto to Denmark for $7.50. Wow. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> that's the name. Yeah, that's a great title. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just so impressed by that because that's pretty. That's like what I paid today at the pharmacy for my prescriptions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, man, 
good for you. So keep, you know, r- keep racking up those points, everybody. Because you just might get a sweet flight. An- another inspirational uh, tune. Yeah. <laughs> Original from Kathleen. <laughs> exactly. When you can fly again, you're going to have all the points to go wherever you want. All right. Can't wait to uh, play, I don't know, maybe my second or third tune ever in E-flat. That'll be great. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Dan Bowie doesn't really appreciate me for doing that to him (laughs) on stage. But, but, you know, I I don't know. I just just liked that key for it. It was just kind of fun. (laughs) So, speaking of Dan... Uh, your band Twisted Pine has, I think, done a really admirable job at keeping us all entertained during the pandemic. And it seems like you all are working your asses off to like produce like a bunch of cool stuff uh, during this time. I'm just really impressed how you're able to. <laughs> it's it's like one of those things where there's like a a lot of pressure to be productive but Mm. then there's a lot of uh there's a lot of pressure to despair as well just in from within in general in people that's what i hear people saying and that's what i feel uh and i I just been i've just been really uh grateful for uh and impressed with all the cool stuff you all are doing all the videos and um (laughs) 
like little variety shows and it's just it's so great. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I mean, we were pretty pretty worried, you know, when this yeah. first started because we're all separated. I mean, everybody's separated, but we I know that some bands have been fortunate enough to they all live either like the band lives in Nashville so they can yeah. like, just try to bubble together and Yeah. We haven't been able to do that yet, especially with Anne being in Toronto. Mm. So, um, so yeah, we were really unsure, and we had a new record on the way, and yeah. we were like, "Oh man, this this record is just gonna, it's just gonna tank. <laughs> it's gonna sink to the bottom of the ocean because no one's ever gonna hear it." <laughs> oh man, <laughs> so stressful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it was stressful, and then we just. We we were really enjoying um, other bands and other artists there, the kind of streams they were putting out, and we knew that we couldn't do a real live in person stream um, for our audience members. Um, so we just decided to yeah pre record everything, and then also we've been letting our goofiness kind of show a bit more. Yeah. Recently. <laughs> you all have like a really, uh, a healthy relationship with camp that I really appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that so much. Yeah. That's awesome. I actually have never been to a camp that wasn't a string camp. Uh, to clarify, I mean, camp as in the like queer, con the, yeah, as in campy or the queer concept of like um, leaning in, leaning into like silliness or, or ridiculousness <laughs> for a, as part of a persona. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, thank you for clarifying because I was like, you know, my dream has always been to wear one of those like camp gar uh, what are they a uh, camp leader outfits like those uniforms and like the brimmed brown hat and like being like with the whistle blowing and be like all right we're gonna stay positive troops you're you're already Kiddos. like camp like adding layers to camp <laughs> already that's yeah. that's how deep in you are <laughs> <laughs> i just can't get out <laughs> But yeah, no, I appreciate that. You've been yeah, embracing your silliness uh, as a band. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, because we've had time to kind of come up with, like, for instance, some of the like little skits that were during our first live stream that we did. Um, we were able to like write them out because we have the time. So it was like a, a new way to be creative besides just performing, which was actually really refreshing uh, because it was just something new and yeah. i think because of that i think going forward when we perform live again we might actually be able to like bring more of that to the stage and hopefully get that across in person too but we'll see we'll see <laughs> that's great i think i feel like a lot of um a lot of things that are good and valuable about vaudeville have been sort of lost because Probably in part because of all the things that are awful about vaudeville, um, but like yeah. I, I like, I like, yeah, holistic theatrical performances, and I think that's really great that you all are um, compensating for the ways that uh, 
you know, personality or persona can sort of be lost in translation through digital medium. And you're like, no, we're going to like <laughs> really bring it. I would imagine that um, Anne being a, like a part of the band now, I think when I had Dan on the show, I think he said that Anne was like just going on a couple tours. And now it seems like she's like an official part of the band. Like she is a twisted pine <laughs> or whatever. you call it. Yeah. Yes. Um, and, uh, so I think my first impression of Anne was I saw a video of her eating Doritos, playing flute, I think beatboxing, and at one point uh, twerking upside down. Um, so like I can only imagine that her official inclusion in the band has like added a whole new layer of of intensity. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. that is definitely why we have embraced so much of what was held back before <laughs> yeah that was because of ourselves because we we're like i don't know if people are really gonna get this but now we're just like what the heck let's just go for it i really <laughs> appreciate thanks, that thanks to ann yeah thanks to ann she's brought our confidence out in a goofy way <laughs> yeah. good well we're gonna do one more tune before we talk about where to go to buy your music and take lessons with you and etc but before we do that what do you should we do that Nate Leith tune? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, this is a really awesome tune off of his album called Volume 2. Uh, it's just Nate Leith, L-E-A-T-H, in case anybody out there wants to check it out. All right, here we go. Spider Shoe. <laughs> Thank you. 
that tune uh, is quite the journey. It really explores the space. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. When I heard that tune on his record, I immediately just pulled out my fiddle and started playing along with it. Mm. I mean, it's such a great recording because it's actually a ton of fiddles, a uh, ton of fiddle players. I'm pretty sure there's cello and then there's a somebody playing like hand percussion and it's awesome. Mm. <laughs> so where do we go to keep up with everything that you're doing in your different musical projects? How do we contact you for fiddle lessons and anything else that you want to talk about before we do our last tune. Yeah, so I'm currently teaching lessons and if anybody wants to take lessons, I'm totally down to work with you. I teach all levels, all ages. Just give me a shout and you can give me a shout at KathleenParksMusic.com. Uh, you can just send me a direct email from there and I'll get it and we could set up time. Or if you want to know where you can find some recordings, I have all my recordings listed there. And otherwise I can just let you know if you email me. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you go to KathleenParksMusic.com, you'll be able to find both Twisted Pine and my duo Cat and Brad and the music that we both projects have made. And, um, yeah, if you want to go to the Twisted Pine site, that is twistedpineband.com. And then the third one is catbradband.com. Cat with a K, Brad with a B, and band with a B. <laughs> Great. Thanks so much for giving your evening to this. It was really great oh, to talk yeah. to you and hear you play, and I hope we get to do it in person someday sooner than later. Oh my gosh. Anytime you just ring me and I will be there Great. if I'm in the area. <laughs> Great. Likewise. <laughs> what do you want to do for awesome. the last tune or song? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm going to finish with some John Hartford. Oh, great. That's okay. I'm actually, speaking of that solo, the little solo project I'm doing, um, I'm thinking this is going to be another another track. Great. Thank you. 
Well, I got me a gal in Pekin. She's a good old gal, okay? I bet she's sitting out on the fan on a long hot summer's day. Well, for every day working on the Illinois River, get a half a day off with pay. On a cobalt picking up barges on a long hot summer's day. Tonight we had pork for supper Tomorrow be chicken consomme And a boatload full of iced tea On a long hot summer's day Well, for every day working on the Illinois River Get a half a day off with pay On a towboat picking up barges On a long hot summer's day
Visit Kathleen Park's website to contact her for fiddle lessons, buy her recordings, learn more about her many projects, and stay up to date when she has news. I know she has that new album coming out very soon, and I'm sure you'll be able to find it there. You can also visit Twisted Pine's website at twistedpineband.com and Cat and Brad's website at catandbradband.com. You can support Get Up in the Cool by sharing the show with a friend or sharing the video posts on Facebook, Instagram, Reddit, and YouTube. And if you're able, please help fund this podcast by signing up at patreon.com slash getupinthecool. You can order a mask, t-shirt, bag, sticker, or phone case at Get Up in the Cool's merch store. Visit pitchforkbanjo.com for my instructional banjo series. Check out my other podcast, Think Outside the Box Set, available in all the same places as Get Up in the Cool. And again, everything I just mentioned is linked in the show notes for this episode in your podcast app. That's all for now, friends. Thanks for listening. Come back same time next week to get up in the cool. Cool.